Welcome back to the Lessons for Tomorrow podcast, the motivational poster in your ear. I'm your host, Tim Alanius, VP of Strategic Initiatives at AmericanEagle.com. In this episode, we're going to be diving into composable DXPs, the future of digital experiences. A lot of words in there that I love. Experience is one that I try to use at least 55 times a day. I'm joined today by John Price, who is AmericanEagle.com's VP of Digital Experience Platforms, and in his spare time, the host of the Sitecore Water Cooler Podcast, a podcast that unfortunately gets a lot more listens than mine. John has over 10 years of experience in the website design and development industry and has worked in every discipline of digital transformation space from project management where he started at American Eagle in 2013 to leading a team of over 100 web design professionals. John is also a three-time Sitecore Ambassador MVP. Oh, excuse me, I'm being corrected in the studio. Four-time Sitecore Ambassador MVP. That's right, those announcements just came out the other day, ladies and gentlemen. And he was recently named a Coveo Honorary MVP, one of only five individuals in the world to hold both Sitecore and Coveo titles at once. Next up on his bucket list is a WWE Championship title. John is a dedicated advocate of the Sitecore platform and a huge part of our success here at AmericanEagle.com. So, John, we are here today to talk about composable DXPs, the future of digital experiences. And according to Gartner, brands will soon choose plug-and-play business capabilities over all-in-one platforms. This is a big shift. We had plug-and-play back in the day of building computers. That has kind of gone away now. So... It's only fitting that as we had all-in-one platforms before, we're now digressing into these plug-and-play opportunities for businesses. What's driving this in your mind, and what's the opportunities and advantages of it for businesses as they move into the future? Sure. And thanks for having me on, Tim. I think probably to get this conversation started, what I'd like to do is revisit the past here a little bit. The space has changed greatly even over the past seven years. So if we were to start about seven years ago, everyone was striving to kind of go to this one platform all-in mentality for their digital experience. And this includes going to a platform like a Sitecore, an EpiServer, an Adobe, you name it. What everyone learned over that time period is that there really isn't one platform that can really handle all these, right? So, and what I'm thinking of as far as functionality is content management, workflow and governance, personalization, A-B testing, digital asset management, email, and then finally scalability and performance. So, the struggle was these platforms can't deliver all those at one time. So everyone that ventured into that all-in-one platform ran into at least one issue in one of those areas, right? And then maybe a couple years later, replatformed and then got into that vicious cycle of what to do next. Yeah, and all-in-one platforms, and you and I have had this experience in the past of where they keep trying to add the features to keep people inside the platform and offer more services and licenses, et cetera. But with that comes really a challenge to the growth and maturity of that feature set within an all-in-one platform. And that can go anywhere from A-B testing analytics to personalization. And then there's the third-party personalization, analytics, A-B testing platforms that also said, oh, we should try and add this element on. And what we have found over the years here at AmericanEagle.com and our project implementations is that all-in-one is great. It's a good starting out platform. We encourage a lot of clients and worked with a lot of clients to implement some of those features from that direction. However, we found that they hit a certain digital maturity that said, hey, this doesn't execute the way we need it to fully. We've outgrown it. And it might just be we've outgrown that specific section of the all-in-one, and they have to add a third party in again. So is this really where we're starting to see that breakdown of the composable aspect where I can really just choose the layers of what I want 
and they all seamlessly deliver at the front end. Bingo. It's really simply choosing the best of breed that meets your business needs, right? A lot of organizations got into this rut of choosing a technology that maybe didn't fit their business and then try to shoehorn their business model into that technology. And now we're seeing that kind of come full circle. We're choosing technologies for each one of these. What I, I like to call them puzzle pieces. You're really mm-hmm. just choosing pieces of the puzzle for your digital experience. And before Composable came about, DXP, that terminology came out, right? Digital experience platforms. And the one challenge with just having a DXP is they're typically not SaaS. They're typically hosted on-prem. So even if you choose a proper DXP, you still get into the rut of upgrades, maintenance, and things like that. So Composables also bring about a lot of change where organizations are really considering SaaS more, more now than ever. And make sure that all of our listeners understand. So Composable, at the end of the day, we may take different pieces of what we talked about in that all-in-one platform, the CMS, the analytics, the search, the personalization, and really it's choosing the right tool for that, and it's being plugged into this overall DXP experience that you're building, and you can support that in the cloud to your comment about on-premise, and really you can start to interchange those as you see the need for a new mature platform or one that serves your end customer and business needs better. Bingo. Yeah, and going back to those categories, what really comprises a composable DXP, right? As simply as put, content management, right? Mm -hmm. Then we'll just say personalization. So when you start looking at these platforms now, they have a separate offering for just content management and then maybe have a separate offering for user tracking and personalization. And then you can choose one of them, choose both of them. Mm -hmm. And the one thing this gives organizations is the flexibility not to be shoehorned into just one product, right? You can maybe pick a few from the Sitecore stack and maybe pick a few from the Adobe stack. And the nice thing is they're not fully integrated with each other. They're not fully baked into each other, and you can loosely tie them together through API integration. And that's really the future here. And I think it's just a lesson learned through from organizations and software companies over the past seven years. Yeah. And as we look at this, and we have these different growth patterns in tech, I'll just call it, and just evolution of tech, the need for this has just grown exponentially to be composable because of just the sheer number of different platforms that are out there. I go back to Scott Brinker's MarTech slides of where on Chief MarTech, he posts up the logos of all the different marketing technologies (laughs) and everything. He breaks them down in all the different areas. If I recall from an earlier episode last year, we talked about this and there was over 8,000, maybe it was 10,000. I'm going to have to go back and, and look at that again. But it's incredible the growth over the years that we've seen with that. And the choices that you as a technologist have to go out and research and make, because it might be a good fit now, but then we also have acquisitions happening. And we have companies that unfortunately do go out of business or choose to stop supporting certain directions of what the tool set you were using may have been benefiting your company with. So we need the ability for this plug and play aspect because those are constantly changing and they're constantly getting acquired. I look at Optimizely. Optimizely started as a pure personalization and A-B testing platform, really A-B testing first, then they moved into the personalization, and then they started adding a bit more, then more, and then the acquisition with Episerver was just, now there's this whole conglomerate suite of products, and it really went and grew. However, some of the core aspects of the platform might not be what an end business still needs today. They've actually outgrown the businesses they serve versus a business outgrowing their services. Yeah, a few comments on that. I think going back to your comment on just the sheer volume of technology companies out there has completely exploded over the past five years. And now we're seeing even in the stock market a complete reset of them. I definitely think in the next few years, you're going to see a massive consolidation 
even more than what we've seen over the past years of acquisitions, mergers, and just other companies exiting the space. So that makes this strategy even that much more important, as you mentioned. You need to have the flexibility to change, adopt, and again, integrate them together in a loose fashion. The other thing I'll mention as well is Forrester released a very interesting article lately. This whole composable aspect is not just about these individual pieces, but also maybe having redundant pieces that fit your business in different areas. So one might be having multiple CMSs for your organization, right? You might have enterprise level D- composable DXP. Again, let's just choose Sitecore or Adobe. And then maybe you choose a WordPress for something mm-hmm. simple like your landing pages or maybe microsite generation. And that, you know, going back again to that seven-year history is organizations are trying to get away from that. But it's, again, it's come full circle. Now organizations like, all right, well, let's pick the things that meet our business needs in these different areas. And the fear of maybe having redundant Licensing costs, I think, is trumped by simply having you know less development costs and less technical debt. Absolutely, and and some of this conversation has taken me back to episode fifteen that we had uh, with Acquia, and we were talking about composable there. And with that, we were just looking at just the the alternatives to this big legacy architecture. And I think in the past eighteen months, we've really seen that shift of digital transformation. And and honestly, I'm starting to get really sick of that word itself, because if you haven't transitioned into digital yet, good luck. But overall, it is something where digital transformation was rapidly accelerated because of the pandemic. And with that, we had a lot of people who immediately had to make decisions to try and keep their businesses afloat, where they had to put tech stacks in place. They had to integrate and or not even integrate, but just stand up solutions for their businesses very rapidly. Now we have this tech debt glut that we have with organizations that had to do that, who are now last year in 2021 started to optimize and focus on those as the results of 2020. But still into 2022 here, we're seeing the need for these organizations to really reassess what that tech stack is to get rid of some of the tech debt and optimize for the future. Yeah, I think the one thing we're going to see a large shift of, and I think organizations are still making major mistakes in these, I'll just say, new technical RFPs that I'm seeing and and engaging with, is you see organizations releasing, hey, we're looking for a new composable DXP, and then trying to lump it all into one. Mm -hmm. I think organizations that approach this as, again, more of that puzzle piece approach, hey, we're going to start with content management, maybe email, choosing those first, instead of trying to choose them all at once, I think is going to be a major factor into who's successful in this space as well. Don't try to pick them all at once. Choose them individually and again, prioritize them for higher business impact and uh, going forward. Absolutely. And the prioritization is key there. And, And one that I've been seeing a lot more activity around is just the true optimization of search. So as a Coveo honorary MVP, can you talk to us a little bit about how search is fitting into this composable architecture of the future? Yeah, I think you know, again, going back to the history of these DXP platforms, each one has tried to provide their own search solution, whether it's solar, whether it's Elasticsearch or something, maybe they've acquiesced off the marketplace. But search is just as important as part of these other pieces that I've mentioned. And there's definitely quite a few out there. Um, as you mentioned, Coveo, definitely a leader um, in content search, product search, and things like that. But again, it's just simply part of that composable stack that can be integrated with through databases, APIs, et cetera. And again, it's just simply choosing the right one that meets your business. So again, it's usually left at the back end as far as project prioritization or tech stack selection. But I definitely think it should be at the forefront when organizations are choosing, we'll just say, the new technology stack. So let's talk about new technology stack here a little bit and really just Sitecore acquired Reflection. 
a little bit ago, not too long ago, but that's a personalization platform, has some search capabilities as well. Is that going away from composable architecture in the way that they are kind of been a historically all-in-one and they kind of had different components that you could build on top of inside the platform, content hub, order management, et cetera? What's some of those aspects of where you see that previously all-in-one solution for the most part you could still plug and play to an extent but then with all these new areas of it where do you see that becoming the composable future with Sitecore? Sure yeah talking to Sitecore and Reflection specifically Reflection historically for those that are not familiar with it has historically been more of a product search inventory and personalization for um yeah we'll see online storefronts so that acquisition is number one solving that Sitecore only comes out of the box with solar and solar in my opinion was never really a search platform. Mm-hmm. It's just a fully customizable indexing engine. So the reflection acquisition from the composable standpoint solves a few problems. Number one, it matches up very well with Order Cloud, which is a headless e-commerce system. What they're going to do, in my opinion, with the reflection acquisition is break it up into a few products. Again, you can buy you know the historical reflection, the product search, and then they're going to split it out to maybe be a content search. So mm-hmm. I believe they're coining it Psychor search. So even with some of these acquisitions, again, sticking with reflection, you're still going to have them separate where you might have a product search and you might have a content search. And even with their acquisition of Box Ever, sticking with the Sitecore stack, again, that's a CDP, you know, customer data platform, and then a personalization engine. Those are also getting split out. So I definitely think Sitecore is going down the right path at this moment, where even though they bought these you know, large SaaS-based products, they're splitting them out so customers aren't uh, forced to use all their capabilities. Yeah, and completely makes sense, which I love that fact of they're not forced to use everything they use what they need to use. And I think that's huge for a customer of any of these platforms is that a lot of times you had a platform, I always go back to just the classic Microsoft Office example where we had Excel. The majority of the world, I would say probably 98.9% of the world doesn't know how to use Excel at the way that the people who built it know how to use Excel and the way that accountants know how to use Excel and et cetera. Excel has so many feature sets and they constantly added to it that there's a point where you just have a saturation of features that will never be used. And it's interesting because they're building these features for those needs. But when you think about the average customer of that product, the average customer doesn't need 99% of those features. So, with these platforms, with these DXPs, and again, I love the fact that every couple of years we get new acronyms for everything, right? I know acronyms much more than I should know them, but it's in the industry, so that's what I do. WCMSs and CMSs and DXPs and CDPs, and there's I could go on and on, CRM, DAM, etc. With all of that, though, DXP is a very fitting name for what has been built up to this point because we are beyond content management. We're beyond web content management with all the digital experiences that we have. And we really are in this just digital experience aspect of delivering. And we have to be able to deliver those in a numerous multitude of different ways. And so I'm going to branch off into one of my newest favorite subjects, which is the metaverse. We'll talk about the metaverse here and you know all the little avatars and everything. But As we look at the opportunities for DXPs, eventually there's going to be assets that need to be created in the, not only the metaverse itself in VR, but in the aspect of just XR, right? There's augmented reality, there's virtual reality, there's mixed reality. 
So when we really look at the XR factor here, which sounds like a chemistry problem, there is the need for these DXPs to eventually grow into delivering the content into those experiences as well. And so I think there's still future growth that we're going to see where Composable fits so well because I can say, yep, I have a mobile app and I'm going to plug that in and I can get all my content from a single source again or from multiple sources that can be interchangeable. And so as we see this tech growth happen, the evolution in the next few years, these DXPs and moving to Composable will be critical for businesses because the monolithic approach is going to really restrict and limit them for the effort to deliver. Yeah, and just speaking specifically to content management, and you mentioned WCMSs, you know, Gartner got rid of the CMS category in the report. And honestly, going forward, I think that could be something that comes back, especially with all these headless CMSs. And, you know, even if I again, speak specifically to like a Sitecore or Kentico, they simply just have content management. You store the data, create your data modeling, and it's exposed via headless. So just to kind of comment first, I definitely think the content management side is going to come back because it is still very crucial to success. Just the way of getting the data out is going to be more generic. And the reason why that is, is because you have these emerging technologies, as you mentioned, the metaverse, you have VR and things like that. And content is still going to need to be delivered to those channels. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think the companies right now, you know, the contentfuls, the contents of the world, and you know, and what Sitecore is doing now are going to be very successful because again, it's very generic data. You can, and then you can expose it. And then whatever system needs to retrieve it can in whatever method they want. So I definitely think that's going to be the key here is making sure these technology platforms stay very generic and agnostic with the way they expose data. Yeah. Overall, I think that as we've exhausted the topic of Composable, but I want to talk about it a little bit more. There are so many ways that we look at content today and the different types of content and the different channels that your content go into. And, and this approach really is allowing a flexibility that wasn't there before without a lot of custom development and without a lot of duplicate work and effort. So efficiencies that come from Composable is critical. And those efficiencies stem across all the different departments that touch your digital content experience. Because from a marketer who's going out into the social channels, to the paid channel approaches, to the landing pages that you talked about earlier, to just the way that we can A-B test and optimize the sites, you know, there is always going to be a need for content to be delivered in multiple ways. And if we are restricted in that monolithic system, we're going to have to constantly be developing as the technology changes. Whereas with Composable, I can just go and plug in the next technology and my stack continues to grow or sustain itself. And it's really interesting. I just put this together. The sustainability factor of Composable. So we've got a lot of organizations talking about sustainability for the environment and the world and very important subject. In your business and your tech stack, think about sustainability moving forward. I think that's an incredible feat that Composable really achieves overall for us. Yeah, and we haven't even dove into the technology behind some of these Composable platforms. But, you know, with this big paradigm shift, you know, we're seeing technology, even technology developers having to learn less of these core platforms. Mm -hmm. And it's becoming, again, more headless and more front-end based. So I think that's going to be key here is, again, leaving things kind of open-ended for the end developer to be able to build whatever they want. And the other thing that comes in play is mock architecture, that microservice layer and things along those lines, right? So I think that's going to be key here for these technologies, again, to kind of hit on the point again, remain agnostic for how front ends and things along those are built because technology is going to change. And I heard a quote probably about, I think it was back in November from Sitecore's chief product officer, David O'Flanagan. I believe it went something along like this. The rate of change has never been so great 
but it'll also never be so slow, right? The change is going to quickly, rapidly pick up here. Yeah. And I think the organizations that kind of stick to that method are going to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we've talked a lot about lessons from the past to apply in the present for success in the future here with the aspects of getting away from the monolithic systems, from the old terminology and acronyms of WCMS, CMS, et cetera, into DXP, and then really into composable and that composable DXP that you can build out as an organization now and really take advantage of the different growing evolving technologies that are rapidly coming to market and rapidly adding feature sets that improve the experiences no matter what that digital delivery system is today. Today it might be on your phone, your laptop, your computer. Tomorrow it might be in the metaverse and VR or MR or AR. And so it's it's something definitely to look forward to as we continue growing. John, thank you so much for joining me today on this episode. If anyone listening has not heard about the Sitecore Water Cooler podcast, please check that out. John and the team do an incredible job of just going all in on the Sitecore side and really having great conversations around that. But I want to thank you for tuning into the future by listening to the Lessons for Tomorrow podcast. For more information about the topics discussed today, composable DXP, acronym 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 added here check out the description of this episode if you want us to cover a specific topic or submit feedback we would love that if it's positive only please send just kidding let us know how we can improve email us at lessons for tomorrow at americaneagle.com and let us know be sure to follow this podcast wherever you listen to them to stay up to date with us while you're at it if you wouldn't mind giving us a rating and sharing this podcast with others to prepare them for the future please do so. And also, more importantly, where you will seldomly find me, please don't forget to follow us on social media. This episode is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. I'm your host, Tim Alanius, and I'll catch you in the next lesson.